You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 111. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 111. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hello, baby doll. Hello, bride. How are you? I'm so good. Yeah? I'm glad we figured this shit out so I can actually look at you. I know. It was weird, like, having you stare off like Blair Witch in the corner. <laughs> Blair Witch junkie in the corner. <laughs> I, we've been, so you guys, we've been having kind of like nonstop issues with our mics. They used to work A lot flawlessly. of technical issues. It makes it feel like Mercury's in retrograde. Well, you know, but I did check Mercury's in retrograde.com. It's not, though. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It's something There's else something must else. be, yeah. Saturn. Yeah, Saturn. I'm sure it's planetary, for sure. <laughs> so anyway, hey guys, welcome to the show. Glad to have you here. Um, really some cool, exciting stuff to share with them today. Oh, I ha- Well, first of all... excitement okay, in the air. There's a, <laughs> you can cut it with a knife. <laughs> the first thing is, okay, obviously we're going to talk about some really awesome stuff. We're going to talk about why you put shit off. The procrastinator. In fact, I just caught myself doing this earlier this week with Did writing... You? with writing some stuff for a class. And I kind of put myself through these same little systems that I'm going to share with you guys so that you can kind of identify the genesis of why you might not be moving forward. And then you can kind of call yourself out and decide how you want to progress. So lots of awesome stuff I need there. this one too. I'm glad this is going on. I should get my pen and paper, huh? You should. Okay. Well, how are you not going to... I mean, what kind of assistant are you? Sidekick are you? What are you talking about? I'm just kidding. I can't take notes? Isn't that a good assistant? No, I'm just saying you should always have a pen and paper. Oh, oh. Already is what I'm saying. saying. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Smartass. So, (laughs) smartass. (laughs) What I need everybody to know is that registration... Could you pipe down with your paper paper shuffling? I'm just letting the audience know that I have my (laughs) papers ready. (laughs) Sound effects? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, that must be the mailman. <laughs> Time for mailbag. Oh, my God. <laughs> Remember that on the radio? Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Please don't leave, everybody. <laughs> Are you kidding? This is riveting. Uh, right. Exactly. <laughs> Mr. Smith heard me listen to a podcast where they didn't have a co-host and or a sidekick or whatever, and he goes, now I understand why you really wanted me on the show. Because even when we talk about nothing... At least it's a little more riveting than if I right. was doing this dumb shit on my own. <laughs> right, right, yeah. You're like, wow, that girl's crazy. Okay, so I have to tell them this. I am so <clears throat> excited. The registration is officially open for tanning, Ooh. tacos, and transformation. Triple T. 2016, baby. Oh, mm. my gosh. And you have got <clears throat> to get – if you're interested and you've heard me going off about this for weeks – you have to jump in early, okay? And I'm not just doing that thing where it's like a marketing strategy. We seriously only have a certain amount of spots. Right. So we, if you don't get in, we 
can't do anything about it. Like, we've already signed a contract with the resort facility. I'm not trying to be a dick. I definitely don't like doing – I hate doing that kind of shit anyway. Yeah, yeah. So if, if it was open forever, I would tell you that. But it's not. So we – are planning the most ridiculous events. I'm so excited. I'm so oh, excited. Okay, so let me tell you what this is if you haven't heard. Myself and two of my colleagues, we did this earlier in January and now we're planning for 2016. It'll it'll happen in the spring of 2016. Two three life coaches teaching you all sorts of awesome stuff about your inner critic, how to stop talking so much shit to yourself. We're going to focus also on cultivating confidence how do you really exude and embody confidence in your world and a huge piece that i love talking about communicating how do we actually articulate and communicate with those people in our lives the things that we need to give voice to like telling your mom to butt out of your relationship and shit like that so not only are we doing that like you know, awesome personal development stuff. We're doing it in Cancun, Mexico at this gorgeous resort. Hello. And there's going to be tons of us with all these amazing women coming together to really have such a blast, have an incredible vacation. Hopefully I get to see some monkeys. I'm kind of banking on it. (laughs) Or swim with a dolphin or two. I I love animals, you know. That stuff just gets me so worked up. Swim with the fishes. Well, not, not like that. We don't need to get all mafioso, dude. (laughs) But Kira, who is one of the other coaches who is facilitating this with me, she always laughs and teases me. She's like, Amy, I think there's monkeys that are going to be hanging from the trees in the resort. So so we're really thrilled. Five-day vacation, personal development, tanning, tacos, transformation. You have to go check it out. That's fun. Registration officially opened. And you can get on, on early bird pricing and payment plans if you go now. And we're, I believe we're only doing that for a short time. I can't remember what we decided on now that I'm saying. Anyway, doesn't matter. Just go now. Go get it's it. It's tripletretreat.com. Bianca just, her head just tilted because she's, because I said treat. <laughs> uh, <she's laughs> Our like, dog thought I, I was giving her a treat. A treat? Uh, triple T retreat.com get your ass there it is going to be such a great time we don't leave until may of 2016 so it's tons of time to plan and get the time off work and make sure somebody takes care of the kids and heck yeah get in on a payment plan and all of that how exciting I know. I know you've been trying to get in on the action. But... I'm going to get in your luggage. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is a really funny thought. <laughs> you guys, I don't know. Okay, if you guys don't know, Mr. Smith is a huge human. He's a huge human. He's 6'5". And he, yeah, he's not a... He's not like, like well, fat. Like two, you're... I'm like 230, Yeah, you're spelt. <clears throat> but not exactly something that's going to fit in a duffel bag. Yeah. Yeah. I'll make it work. <laughs> oh my god. I'm gonna ship, Just to go on the ship triple T. Parcel post. <laughs> Stamped going to Mexico. I'll hang funny. in the tree like a monkey. Okay. If that'll help you. Fine. Yeah. That yes, you okay. can come. Okay, okay. Good. Yes. Alright, so before we jump into this, let's do a quick round of Would You Rather Alright. Yeah. This one is a fun one since we're having fun tonight, today. Okay. Uh, would you rather be born with an elephant trunk or a giraffe neck? 
Oh. Like. <laughs> wait, 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 I can do it. Wait, wait, I can do it. I don't know, giraffes do, do giraffes make noises? You just mean chewing noises. What does a giraffe do? <laughs> wait, I can do the elephant. Wait. Ooh, right? nice. Right? It tickles my lips, though. It, yeah, it does. So, once which it, one would you rather? Once, once it, it hits, hits your, your lips. lips. <laughs> once it hits your lips. It's so good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, okay, what I would rather is... I think I'd rather... Oh, that is really hard. I think the, the, the trunk would be utilitarian, right? You could totally utilize a trunk. Right. But what does a giraffe neck really do for you? Well, other I, than being able to see over crowds, which I can do already. Right, right. I can see how that... <clears throat> for me, who is 5'1". The giraffe neck might not be might, a bad I'd move. I'd be like, holy shit, look what's going on up here. But I also... Shoulders th- down, she's five foot. But, but this is what I think about, is I think, okay, I'm a Taurus, all right? So that the body part that you're ruled by is already the neck. So you're prone to neck, neck aches, tr- neck trouble, your throat issues, stuff like that. So... But then I could always just choose not to believe in that. Yeah, there's um, that. God, I think I'd still, I think I am too vain about my face. You have like, a pretty face. You don't want to mess that face up. <laughs> Although you might be cute with a little trunk. But you then know. nobody can really see you'd my be really face cute. because I'd be so high up. Yeah, that's true. Oh, wait, I'd be they cute just, with a trunk? Yeah, you'd be <laughs> kind of cute. You'd be kind of cute. Oh, my God. What would you pick? I would pick the, of course, I'd pick the elephant trunk. Of course. I could drink water. Hello? Without even having to, like, lift a bottle? Wait, wait. How does the um, giraffe go again? That's the only noise I can think of that giraffes make. <laughs> like chewing leaves? Yeah. Do giraffes make any other noise? I don't think so. Oh, my God. We've got to talk about something else. <laughs> let's, let's get into the topic before we lose oh everybody. Oh, my God. I am losing my shit over here. <laughs> Downhill fast. All right, so let's talk about five reasons you put shit off yeah, and what you can do about it, right? Because we all procrastinate, and most of the time, we just kind of dig our heels in and we think, ugh, I just don't want to do it. But a lot of times, there's something underneath that, and so that's what I'm going to give you. So the first reason that you might be procrastinating is out of fear. So I love how you're taking notes. You're so F E. A R false underline false evidence Evidence appearing appearing real. real. Yeah, who came up with that? I don't know, not me, but you can certainly pretend like it was me. No, that's falsified. All right, so fear, right? So there might be something in if you actually go after this thing, if you actually do write this article, you write this book, if you do whatever it is that's kind of on your to-do list, that it actually means something to you. You've made up that it means something, that there's some sort of once I do, you know, sometimes people put off finishing school because it's like, well, once I finish school, then I have to get a job. Like then I have to be successful. Then I have to be serious, right. If I'm in perpetual going to school mode, I can just always be learning, and I'm good at that, and I can succeed at that. But I can just put off getting my degree. You know what I'm saying? So there's like a fear of what it means to actually accomplish the task. Mm. And so your fear could be a couple of different things. So 
that is definitely one of them, that it means what if I succeed, what if I fail, something wrapped up into what you make it mean like that. Another thing can be simply because it's new territory, we're just afraid because it's new. That's me. Yeah. That's me. I'm always afraid like I don't know everything I need to know to be able to accomplish this task. Whereas if I just started doing it, I would figure it out. Right. Right. And you can probably look back at a lot of other times in your life when you didn't know how to do something and you actually learned how to do it. And I'm going to get into that too because that's another, another major piece of it. But sometimes just the fact that it's new, just the fact that you have never done it before, you kind of stop yourself. And, and you get a little more hesitant. You get a little more resistant. You find a couple of other things you could be doing. or yeah, Do you right. ever find yourself doing that where totally. you have this itemized list of things you need to get done and then all of a sudden it becomes paramount to clean a trash can or yes, some shit like that? all the time. And I'll end up, I'm like, how did I just get into this project when I should be doing that Right. other thing? Yeah. Totally. So, so that's when you have to stop and kind of look at well, what, where do I fall in this category? Oftentimes, the fear is usually around much bigger things. Like when, if you tend to not be super fearful of what's going to happen if I work out. Right. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. Like you're putting off working out, or you're putting yeah. off cleaning something, or you're putting off something like that. Is sometimes it's just you just don't want to do it, right? And we're going to get into that too. But so. As you look at this, these are the things to kind of run run it through these filters and look at what might be present. So knowing that if it's something bigger, like what I was talking about going after a degree, finishing a degree program, usually that's a huge thing that you're making it mean. I know that we've talked a lot about this with you branching off in your practice yeah, and creating all this awesome stuff. Well, if I put that off and I completely busy myself with what is right now then I have all the excuses in the world to kind of not progress myself in that way. Right. And but, that's but, from fear. Right. But yeah, but see, I do want to progress. I do want to grow. I do want to, you know, develop. So right. why do I procrastinate? Because procrastination <clears throat> is subconscious. It's not conscious. So consciously, we know we want to progress our business. We know we want to write a book. We know we want to graduate. We consciously want to be successful. We want more money subconsciously we make that mean something Mm. if i make more money and a lot of it's based off of our childhood shit right everybody we knew who made a bunch of money was a dick or was selfish or miserly or whatever we have made wealth mean so then that subconscious level when we start going after something that's going to yield financial success let's say Mm. that underlying Fear is what wealth might mean. Gotcha. So how that shows up in our day in, day out life is you could very easily say to me, I want, I want to make multiple six figures a year, or I want a thriving multiple office practice. You could say that consciously to me, but underneath all that old shit around what you believe success looks like, what it means, what money means, all of that will drive your behavior 
unknowingly. That's why it's subconscious, right? It's uh. and, and that's why we kind of find ourselves all of a sudden stalking somebody else on somebody out on Facebook going, why am I fucking spending my time doing this when I need to get this other thing done? They say there's not a time machine, but I swear to God, Facebook is a time machine because I'll look in that, I'll <laughs> open, I'll open it and I'll look up and it's two hours later. Exactly. And that's why you're like, I'm not going to play Facebook with you. I don't. I won't do it. Yeah. Such a time sucker. But it's also a really great place to give yourself compassion to know that we don't, we don't consciously and purposely sabotage ourselves. We do it based off of a lot, a much more deeper rooted level. And that is really what I do in my yeah, practice is absolutely. I unearth that and then we replant what we want mm-hmm. the new reality to be. I like that analogy. Thanks. I use a, I use a tree analogy in, in a huge piece of my belief work actually. Cool. So, but that's what I help people do is why is the behavior that you're doing right now not serving you? Oh, because of all of this disempowering shit from before. Okay, let's change that. So the place to give yourself compassion is to know we don't ever purposely set out to go, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hold on to some really weird notions that I have about what success or wealth means so that I actually don't take action on this goal that I want. That's what it seems like, though. No, but that you would never say that. Right. You would never, because that that doesn't make any logical sense. Right. No, I understand that. So, So check in with yourself and look at, Usually when it's a much bigger thing that you're putting off, is there fear there? And what are you making something mean? And is it simply because you've never done it before? Is the fear around this is new territory? Mm. And maybe around something of what new territories mean? Uh You know, sometimes we have situations like that where we tried something new and... It was miserable, so now that's our evidence, and now we never try new things. Or I had a situation where I'm probably like the least spontane- uh, spontaneous person ever. I don't like spontaneity. Pretty close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So <laughs> we did what I thought was such a spontaneous thing. Years ago, we were in Ohio visiting some family, and we, on a whim, in Ohio, on vacation, bought a $1,000 dog. Yeah, I know. We just bought crazy. a fucking toy dog. And I was all proud of myself. Like, look what we did. We totally just, because we felt really compelled at the moment. Like, we've, are we going to buy this? We've got, to, we've got to buy this dog. Horribly tragic story. The dog had parvo and passed on not too long after that. Yeah. So then in my mind, even on a subconscious level, it goes, see, see, see what, and that's our ego, right? Uh-huh. That's the part that wants to protect us and keep us the same. And I don't want to get too into this because this is what I do over weeks and weeks and weeks with people. Right, right, right. <clears throat> and the, sci- the science behind how our brain functions and such. But that's what happens. You start tallying life experiences. And so in that situation, I created a belief that said, when you are spontaneous, bad shit happens. And so that's my, that that became this new method under which I operated. So is there something for you there in fear of going after something or fear of even something new? When I do things that are new, fill in the blank. I always fall on my face. I'm always embarrassed. I always make a fool of myself. I'm inarticulate. I'm not as competent as everybody else. Is there any story around that? So you're saying create a new equation. 
right? Like create a new belief. It, so a new fill in the blank. Instead of if I make more money, then I will become a dick. Say if I make more money, then I will fill in the blank. Right? Right. Or <laughs> the fastest way, the easiest way is just to state it as fact. If I make more money, I make more money. Instead of oh. ma- instead of making a story about making it. something. Else if out I of do it. something spontaneous, then I do something spontaneous. Nice. Instead of attaching this n- totally new set of truths to it. Gotcha. So this is really applicable under this fear piece if there's a reason for you staying in inaction around a huge goal that you want to go for. So that's one place to look. The second reason that you might be putting shit off is because the method is all wrong. So I've talked a lot on the show about how I operate, knowing how I operate and how I thrive. And that doesn't mean you don't push yourself sometimes. But in the example of fitness, you and I, the method of fitness that we want to do varies pretty dramatically. Yeah, very different people when it comes to that, yeah. Right? You know that how you operate best is usually with some element of accountability, working with a buddy, working with a trainer, doing something like that. Being outside. You work really well being outside. Mm -hmm. I love not having to go anywhere. I love to be in my own living room. I love a very systemized, broken down structure. I don't like to just, let's go work on something. Yeah. Or let me go for a run today. I like a very system. Okay, so knowing that stuff about us, sometimes when you embark on something new that's on your to-do list, you'll drag your feet because the method is off. Gotcha. So for instance, I... I had a situation where I'm a huge fan of home fitness, right? And I I tried P90X. And I I got through a decent, I think I did like 70 of the 90 days or something like that. And I started looking at it and I'm like, why do I not want to do this? Why Why am I dragging my feet when I'm a pretty good person when it comes to workout? Like I usually... I usually am pretty systemized. I get in, you know, three to four, sometimes five days a week, pretty regularly. Why, when I started this program, am I wanting to put it off so much? Mm. And I started looking at it. I'm like, it's not because I don't want fitness. I do want fitness. And I do want to work out. I don't want this method. I was really bored by that particular method. So then I then you shift the method up. So another thing, uh, another great example is feeling like in your business, let's say, the only way to network is to go to in-person networking meetings. Right. And when you go and do that, you feel like you want to gouge your eyes out. That's me. I do not <laughs> like doing that. I would much rather market and engage online. So it's not that I don't want the goal I want the goal. I want the connection. I want the marketing. I need to find the method that works the best to support me. So people do that all the time when and they start beating themselves up when the method doesn't work. Like when they really don't like the fitness plan or they right. really don't like the marketing channel. It's like mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you don't want the goal. It just means you have to reevaluate the method. Switch it up, yeah. So that could be a huge reason why you are procrastinating. Gotcha. The huh. next okay. The next one, and this is one where you have to get really clear and really call yourself out, and it is 
that you may not actually want to do the thing that you're putting off. Now, sometimes it's shit that we, of course, don't want to do, like taxes or take the trash out or stuff that's just genuinely a task right. that needs to be accomplished. That's different. That's different. I'm talking about <clears throat> when you think it's really towards something that you want to do. So I'll give you a really great example. Years ago, I had, and this is also kind of speaks to the other point of the method being off. Years ago, I was working with my coach at the time, and over and over again, my homework assignment was to go to Toastmasters. And every week, my coach was like, okay, so did you go to a Toastmasters meeting? And I was like, God, no, I didn't. Damn it. Oh, I just, it, I kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. So then we start looking at, well, what, why does this keep getting pushed to the back burner? It wasn't because I didn't want to be a speaker. I've always wanted speaking. That has never wavered. But when it came down to it, I had a huge speaking experience from my last job. I went to tons of different trainings on public speaking. And I honestly didn't want to go. Like, I didn't want to spend my time doing that. I felt that there could be so many other things that I could do to advance a speaking career that didn't involve going to Toastmasters. So when I finally looked at this thing that was on my list, the most liberating, freeing thing was to just get rid of it. And and a lot of times it's when you really feel like it's a should. A should, should. Well, I should go to Toastmasters if I'm going to be Mm -hmm. a speaker. And this one is really sticky because there's usually a surface level of if something's uncomfortable, if something's new, we're already naturally resistant. Right. Right? So what are you thinking? Well, I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around the difference between method is wrong and do you really want it then? Yeah, great, great, great question. Um, so in my example, mine is very similar to a method too. Right. Um, but let me see if I can think of another another example of, oh, um, yeah, so I'm sorry. That, that totally is confusing because I was also sharing a time when I – was really clear, like, I just don't want that. I right. But it really was the method was off. Right. You're right. Yeah. So a better example for I just don't want to do this and this is why I'm putting it off, putting it off. Perfect example, my my mom had asked me, uh, she wanted me to bring my, my manicure stuff and, like, help her with a, a manicure at oh, one yeah. point when I mm. went to her house. Mm-hmm. And I kept kind of putting it off, putting it off. When I was there, when I actually showed up to her house, right? I kept kind of putting it off, not really. You know, and if, if my mom would have really pushed me, I would have definitely been like, okay, let's do this manicure. But when I really looked at it, I really didn't want to do it. Like, I did not want to spend my time doing a manicure. So I did. I put it off, put it off, put it off. Now, this is that's a really easy example because it's something that somebody else is asking of you. Right. Exactly. So <clears throat> when, it's, when it's something that you have on your calendar and that you've got spelled out, it probably is going to be more about the method being off. Gotcha. But sometimes even in like bigger scenarios, like let's say you've been, 
going to school for something in particular or you've been working your way up in a job and you keep pushing forward, pushing forward, and you kind of stop and you're like, why am I still not happy? Yeah. It might be because you actually don't want to attain that stuff. You might, maybe you don't really want to work in that field. I mean, you kind of went through that a little bit with physical therapy where when you really were forced to reevaluate and see if you wanted to go that direction, you're like, the only reason I wanted this was kind of because my dad always wanted me to do it. Right. And then you kind of... It's what I was supposed to do. Right. Yeah. So that one is usually not as common, I'd say. Got it. But it's a place to look. It's a place to just kind of explore. Well, I think just asking yourself, do you really want it? Is, you know, and kind of like pondering that thought Mm -hmm. of, do I really want this? What do I want at the end of this? Like, right. what is the end goal? And then, you know, my tool for <clears throat> do I really want it is to actually think about the the end result. Sorry, <laughs> my dog's going crazy. Is to think about the end result. Right. Right. If I'm like, oh, you know what? If I can envision myself, yeah, that's why I'm doing this. Okay. Right. And it reinvigorates me. Yeah. To get through. The shit for a the mundane purpose. tasks of getting there for a bigger right. cause. Right. But but one of the things that gets a little lost here also is is something that I fall prey to, and that is uh, not enjoying the journey. Yeah. Right, and that's something that I've really been trying to do through my life now is enjoy the journey because you never get there. Never. You never get to the end. No, ever. And not until you die. Right. right. And so, then maybe not even then. And maybe knows? not even then. Yeah, who knows? When well, nobody knows at that point. Right. But yeah. For for me, I think just concentrating on the end result of what I want and enjoying the process of getting there. Yeah. And if I enjoy the process of getting there, then it's probably something I really do want. Right. Right. right? Or it might just be that part of that journey is some good old-fashioned hard fucking work. Right. And you're just afraid of the hard work or, you know, not ready to Take the first step because that means that you have to follow through with the rest of it, right? Right. That's kind of where I'm at with a couple things, yeah. And it can also, it can be a ton of other things about that in-between phase where that hard work takes a lot of physical strength or a lot of mental strength. Like I know I always put off writing. Yeah. And a lot of it's because I know I'm going to enter into this place of really deep thinking and it is harder. It's more right. challenging than just dicking around and doing something else. Right. So it's you. Our natural instinct will always be towards leisure. You know, towards the easiest route. Yeah. So if you know That's you really point. really want to <clears throat> clean your garage out, but it's going to take a decent amount of physical exertion during a specific period of time, it makes logical sense why we don't look forward to that. I'm going to wait till it cools off. Oh, it's too cold. You know, like right. you make up any excuse because it's just one of those things that you need to get done and you just don't want to do it. And that's a really great thing that you brought up earlier to look at at the completion of that thing. Like once the garage is clean, will that feel like a good expenditure of my time? Right, yes. Once that degree is attained, will I be happy that I spent that many years going to school? Exactly. That's a great tool. I like that one. And so in coaching, sometimes they'll call that the big why. Like, what is your why? Why Mm. do you want the 
garage cleaned? Why do you want that specific career? Why do you want to attain that specific accomplishment or client mm. or degree or write that book? I like that. Because you can make a mantra out of that, the big why. Yeah, I think it's I think it might even be a part of Martha Beck's stuff. I'm not sure. Um, but that is that also helps us attach to the reasoning, the real sound reasoning why we are doing things because we know it's for a greater purpose. Like if you have this grand vision of where you want to get physically, you know, you want to be a little more svelte, you want to be more ripped, you want to be able to play with your grandchildren, you want to be able to get into a specific pair of pants or something like that, that doesn't mean that sweating your ass off is something you're going to look forward to. It right. just means that you're more attached to your big why than you are to the intermediate or the uh, in-between discomfort. Yes, yes. That yeah. Makes, that totally makes sense. All right. And then the the... The fourth one, the reason why you've you've been putting in this off, and this is really similar to what I was talking about as it relates to fear, and that is that you are stuck in the I don't know. You sit in the I don't know how to do something. Like you did this quite a bit when we were remodeling oh, our yeah. bathroom. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to remodel a bathroom. I've never I, done it before. I don't know how to tile. I don't right. know where to get this caulking mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know where to get the best tile I don't know where so let me just put it off because I don't know yeah and well, that's part of of um something new something new too right absolutely it's the fear of it all and so what happens though when you make up when you use that actual phrase of I don't know you stop there mm. psychologically we stop because we look at it as a barrier to entry. Like, I can't do it because I don't know. That's what happens for us in our own minds. But in reality, what we think is we're intentional. Oh, yeah, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure it out. I just don't out. know. How about if I just don't know yet? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know yet. I'll, I'm, I'm going to get to it. I'll figure it out. We say those things. But underlying, we've stopped ourselves that I don't know. So what I love for that one is Mm. to say, when you hear that, when you catch yourself saying, I don't know, after that, fill in with, but I'm going to find out. And if you really want to push yourself, put a date on it. But I'm going to find out and I'm going to start finding out on Tuesday at four o'clock. That's another thing that uh, I think for me as a procrastinator is, you know, I look at my schedule and I see that it's already pretty full. And I'm like, where am I going to put that in my schedule? Like, I'm going to have to move all this stuff around. It's easier just to keep it where it is. Stay status quo. Right. You know? Well, and then a lot of times that happens with a bunch of minutiae and a lot of the, you know, day in and day out tasks and shit like that. So exactly. sometimes I have to stand back and look at the the meta view of my life instead of the micro view. So like the meta view, when I look at it. That's a great one. It's very easy to to tell what matters. It matters to spend time with my husband. It matters to have, um, to take care of my clients, to in, engage in great human reaction, interaction. It matters to spend time with my family. It matters to cultivate a home that feels comfortable. But then what is the micro? The micro is spending time writing Instagram posts. Right, yeah, Or yeah, exactly. feeling freaked out if I have to wait one more day for laundry. Yes. 
It's stuff like that. So then when you kind of look back at this meta view and you go, what's really the most beneficial way for me to spend my time? Then you can kind of purge the calendar out a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, because then it becomes a priority. Right. Yeah. So for you, in that situation, to me, from the meta view, I would say that makes a lot of sense because it has everything to do with your ability to book clients and for them to pay you. Right. So there's a huge financial piece. It's not like something that doesn't really matter as much like laundry. Like you could figure that out. (laughs) So when you analyze your calendar, like what is getting your time? And is it the stuff that actually yields results in your life that actually makes the biggest difference in your life? Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm writing. You're adorable right now. So then the final thing, the fifth thing, and this this can certainly not be summed up in a half an hour, uh, is you are waiting for perfect. Uh, I'm not that, but I know people like that. Yes, that's definitely me. And I have to look at it's good enough good enough and we can edit later we can perfect later we can always do a 2.0 that's my little personal mantra is get 1.0 out you can do (laughs) 2.0 later that's great because that idea that there is a perfect is a complete fallacy and it will absolutely arrest your action it will keep you in inaction for the rest of your life because That's perfect, perfect never comes. Perfect never yeah. comes. That's how I feel about my mentorship program. Like I was like, oh, I've got to get it just right before I get people in it. No, it's been a beta. You know, like mm-hmm. I have people come in, we kind of play with it, and we'll, you know, and I give that freedom of we're just going to play with this schedule, see how things go, and then I can kind of fine tune it and go, oh, you know what? This isn't working. Let's try something else. And I, mm-hmm. I kind of like enjoy that process now. Yeah. Instead of like, everything's got to be perfect or people aren't going to think that I'm good at what I do. Right? It's a perspective shift. Yeah, for sure. I I had a great um, mantra that I learned when I was working in cosmetics and one of my bosses told me, pencils have erasers for a reason. <laughs> I like that. And I loved that. We all make mistakes. And we can clean them up, right? If I don't launch the perfect website, if I launch a class and there's audio glitches, which I have, is that the end of the world? No. Is it perfect? No. Am I able to accomplish my meta view? Like, am I able to still connect? Am I able to still, you know, all of that stuff. That's how I feel about my website right now. I'm like, yeah, it's not perfect. It's not the prettiest, but it's functional. My clients can pay me, they can schedule, they can learn a little bit about me. Like, you know, the, the, the basic pieces are there and I can go in and fix that up along the way. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a perfect one for you. Like get 1.0 out, 2.0 it later. And guess what? You can keep going. 3.0, 4.0, 5.0. Look at Apple. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so if they would have waited to release... Remember, like, the first iPhone didn't even take... You couldn't send photos. Yeah. Remember that? Like, if they would have waited till now, they would not nearly be the leader in the market that they are now. It's true. Because they got something out and they kept perfecting it. They kept perfecting it. But they didn't say, I'm not going to do this until perfect happens. Right. It doesn't exist. It's a fallacy. That's true. So 
get over yourself. Get over it. So looking at just in summation, looking at fear, excuse the loud beeping in my complex, fear, looking at fear in the face. And understanding that you are experiencing fear and choosing courage instead, like actually moving forward, examining your method and switching the method if you need to, if that's what's holding you up, really getting clear if it's something that you don't want, and then finding out what you do want, or if there's only certain elements that you don't want, like start tweaking it, call it out. Yes. Understand and start telling yourself that if you don't know, you will find out and make it a point to find it out. Put it on your schedule. And quit waiting for perfect. Start with a 1.0, 2.0 it later. Yeah. Yeah. So That's awesome. I think that's about it. Any other thoughts that you might have, baby? Pencils have erasers for a reason. I yeah. like that. Isn't that great? That's going to stick I, with me. I loved that because I kind of went, okay. I think you that. You get do-overs. Um. And the big why, like what's the end result, reasons why we're doing what we're doing, like. That's a great one. That's a good one too. I, I like that meta view too, that, you know, coming out of your micro into your meta. Right. And that's that, a good, that's those really are all great helped. tools, babe. Good, that's, good That That uh, was actually a piece of the coaching training that I went to. Yeah. And it's really because we get stuck. And one of the other great things that I do, and this is really helpful for me right now because I'm, we're preparing to go on vacation and I have a bunch of overwhelm. And I get stuck in the shit, like the have-tos and the shoulds, and it just doesn't matter. So sometimes I ask myself, in the grand scheme of Amy Smith's life, (laughs) how important is it that I spend time doing this thing? Yeah. So anyway. Well, you know, the the other thing about that is, is, you know, we go week to week and we get into a rut. Autopilot. Right? And we are continuing to look at the micro. Absolutely. If you take a step back, you go, what exactly am I doing with myself? And people right. go, that's what a midlife crisis is, right? You're like, Whoa. People finally look outside of themselves and go, what the hell have I been doing with the last 25 years of my life, right? I just wrote a post about that the other day because I was saying, yes, like, of course, going on vacation. It's important that we have a ride to the airport. It's important that we have a suitcase. It doesn't matter if my dog instructions for my brother are perfectly typed out <laughs> and in sheet protectors. and Like, that's the kind of stuff. That's looking for perfection right there. Yeah. And that's micro. Yeah. And that the dogs will be fine. My brother right? will be fine. Yeah. Everything will be fine. <laughs> so, and it doesn't really matter. Right. In the grand scheme of Amy great, Smith's babe. life. That's, so. that's awesome. Anyway, hope that was helpful for you guys. And really truly hope you consider coming on fucking vacation with me and learning some awesome stuff go to triple t retreat.com bring your bestie duh and because i'm gonna be there stupid he's gonna be a stowaway (laughs) i'll be stowed away in in your carry-on right (laughs) it's reached its weight limit all right guys so we'll see you around these parts next week here is to loving and living your most badass life mr and mrs smith out